Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, short corner on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Once again, coming to you live from COG Studios, we've got an excellent show. We have members of the three main supporters groups, Angel City Brigade, Galaxians, and LA Riot Squad, along with LA Galaxy Senior Manager of Supporter Relations and Fan Development, Sid Patel. During the show, we want to get a feel for each of these groups, what they have to offer, how they differ, and what are some of the challenges they face being a supporters group. Plus... We'll hear from the front office side as Sid tells us about his day-to-day activities and the way all of these groups interact with the front office. It's another great in-studio show, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy, Short Corner on cornerofthegalaxy.com, and it all starts right now. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy Short Corner Edition on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now here's your host, Josh Gessman. Hello everybody, welcome to another fun edition of Corner of the Galaxy Short Corner on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I am your host, Josh Gessman, as Mr. Michael Orajo just told you. Want to welcome everybody back to Corner of the Galaxy Studios where we have three, or actually I should say four excellent guests. We have all three main supporters groups represented here. That's right, LA Riot Squad, Galaxians, Angel City Brigade, all here in studio to talk to you about their different groups. And of course, we have somebody from the front office as well, Sid Patel, somebody I've known for a long time, who gets to deal with these supporters groups all the time, will be coming on in the second segment to talk about a whole bunch of fun stuff there as well. So... We're going to get right to it. Might even have time for your calls. So go ahead and join us over on cornerofthegalaxy.com forward slash live where you can go ahead and get into our chat room and you'll know whenever those phone lines open. we got a lot of fun stuff to get to, so let's not waste any time. Uh, like I said, three members of each supporters group are here. So uh, we have members of uh, the Galaxians, Carlisa. Uh, we have members of the Angel City Brigade with Ethan. And then we have Andrew representing the LA Riot Squad all in studio. How is everybody doing, Carlisa? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Fantastic. Thanks for having us on the show. Good. Thank you. All right. Well, we're uh, we're excited to have you here. Um, I know we've been working on this for a while. Sid helped us uh, put this all together. So I'm glad everybody could could find time out of their busy schedules, especially on a Sunday, to come down and, and join me. It's something that I've wanted to do for a while. Um, I'm glad you guys came in because I feel like there's a lot of misconception about supporters groups, and I also feel like there's a lot of information people don't know, and I, I feel like I can help bridge some of that gap being a, a fan since 2008. Uh, having sat in some of your sections during games, 
games. Um, I enjoy it uh, immensely. Having traveled with uh, with some of the groups as well, uh, always a great time um, and a different experience than you get than I normally get sitting in Section 108 most of the time uh, whenever I don't sit in the press box. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll start with each of you. I want you to give me just a real brief uh, brief history of your group. Uh, Carlisa, we'll start with you. How long have the Galaxians been around? And, uh, and tell us a little bit about your group. Um, the Galaxians actually have been around since this team started since 1996. Right. So we're entering our 21st season as being um, Galaxy supporters. And how many members do you currently have? Um, right now we have um, over 50 members um, um, and about most of them are season ticket holders. But um, a lot of them come whenever they can. And, and like you said, uh, one of the original supporters groups here uh, at the Rose Bowl whenever they first started, correct? Correct. Yep. So, that, so that's a long time with the LA Galaxy. If you're looking for the originals, uh, the Galaxians are there. And what section do you guys sit in in the stadium? Uh, we sit in section 124, and you can always uh, kind of seek us out. Uh, we have the yellow shirts, the, so we stick to original colors. The yellow shirts, obviously, going to the throwback, the yellows and greens, always a good color combination, and hopefully the LA Galaxy front office will eventually get us a yellow and green kit. <laughs> I'm looking at Sid, who's not quite on microphone whenever I say that, just letting everybody know. <laughs> we'll have him in the second segment, so another thing. Uh, Ethan, tell me a little bit about Angel City Brigade, obviously uh, one of the largest supporter groups here uh, for the LA Galaxy. Yeah, well, uh, established in 2007, um, started off with about maybe 15 to 20 people and, you know, fast forward nine years later and here we are, you know, almost a packed house in 121 almost every game, uh, bringing the energy and general uh, admissions. So uh, it's been quite a ride and I love every minute of it. Yeah, I was going to say, so So general admissions, so do you need a specific ticket to get into Angel City Brigade? Uh, yes, you do. Um, I believe as recent as uh, last year or two years ago now, you must have a ticket that says general admission ACB section to get in. Uh, that way we don't have any, you know, people who just come in and not give 100%, you know, and just stand there and take selfies and pictures and things like that. That's what we don't want. So that's one of the reasons in the ways to eliminate that and you know just have people who want to support 90 minutes you're going to be standing and sinking and have a sore throat after 90 minutes so that that's always and, and I'll, i will tell you that your legs will hurt too if, if you're not used to it because <laughs> yeah. i i being not in shape very much uh have traveled and and had my legs almost uh, go out from underneath me but it was a good time andrew tell me a little bit about la riot squad and uh how many members you have where you guys sit uh we sit in 137 138 uh we have roughly I mean, it depends on the game. There's really nothing that requires you to be Lars other than, you know, a ticket. Right. You just come in and, and support. Um, we established in 2001 on a bet from Kevin Hartman, El right. Gato. And, the legend. Uh, and uh, he said if you can bring to a certain, uh, a few individuals, if you can bring 100 members every game, I'll give you a keg. And that's how we were born. So we were born through beer. I was, I was gonna say born through beer, which is which is good because I'm drinking a beer right now. Andrew's drinking a beer. Um, not not that there's anything you don't have to, but no. podcasting and beer and and soccer and beer tend to go together a little bit. So so Absolutely. we're we're enjoying that a little bit. Andrew, like you said 15th anniversary this this year, right? This will be our 15th anniversary. Yep. And how many how many rough? Do you know how many members you have? I know because you say people can just come into the section, which I've done before. How, about how many members you have? I'd say I mean we've put anyone anyone. 
anywhere between 300 and 500. 300 that's 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 a, that's a lot of people, all right? Listen, you're you're talking right now in this room is basically the the voices that you hear and the soundtrack that you hear uh during LA Galaxy games and and part of that support is is obviously traveling support, it's obviously home support. Um it's TIFOs, it's everything else. Why don't you guys, I mean, you know, tell me about how, you know, how you raise funds and and, and sort of the dedication that that needs to uh to go into this because I'm a volunteer. I know you guys are all volunteers as well. Um, you know, what does that take, Carlisa? Um, basically, if you want to be Galaxian, you know, you show up in our section or meet us before the game. And like you said, it's all volunteers. So if you want to help set up, you know, I personally play the drums. Sometimes, you know, I need a little break. So somebody pitches in. Um, but you just go in there, have a good time, um, you know, singing and chanting either in Spanish or in English or both. Right. So um, basically, that's how it is. That's Very how it simple. Is. That's, that, that's not too bad. And how, how do people come in and join join your play, join your club? Do they have to uh, they have to go through an initiation? Do you have to uh, you have to pay you know <laughs> seven thousand dollars to get in? What's the deal? Uh, basically, you buy one of our shirts and you're in. Awesome. That's how that's how simple it is. That that is easy. All right, uh, Ethan, tell me a little bit about ACB, a- ACB how you how you join. Uh, tell me about the fundraising that you guys do, and I, I know you guys are active in the community as well. So tell me about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, we're welcoming as always. You know, we're lot thirteen every home game. We're tailgating there, uh, right behind the big video boards. So, ever anybody who wants to come, have a beer, have a couple of drinks, food before the game, you're more than welcome. Uh, the way we raise funds is that uh, we are now um, have a membership package that you can buy, but it's not mandatory for you to be a part of the Angel City Brigade. Uh, $25 gets you a shirt, card, scarf, um, and all that goes go towards uh, raising our funds for away travel, TIFO, um, anything like that. So, you know, and as I mentioned, you do not have to be a paid member to be part of the Angel City Brigade. So if you want the perks, you know, you're going to get that nice shiny scarf and T-shirt at the beginning of the season. You know, you'll get it, but uh, it's not mandatory. Yeah, I was going to say at one time, full disclosure, at one time I think I've paid money to all three of these supporters <laughs> groups to get different scarves. I have about 40 scarves in the studio, as as we were talking about beforehand. So, um, yeah, I, I try to spread it all around in order to in order to get. So there's there's no favorites here. And, and as somebody once pointed out to me how I was going to list each group, I went alphabetical, but we could go random number gener- generator as we get later into the show, just so that way you guys know I have no favorites here. I think each of these uh, different groups offers sort of their own things. So, um, I, I, you know, I implore everybody that if you're listening that you want to say, um, you, you, you know, come and join these guys or at least find out what's going on. I'm not saying you have to be a supporter for a supporters group. That's not what I'm saying, because I certainly think there's enough people at Stuff Up that you can find sort of your own niche. If it's sitting in your own section, that's great. Um, but if you want to go that extra mile, if you want to if you sort of bleed the, the, the colors of the L.A. Galaxy, like I know a lot of people do, um, this is a way to sort of up that up. So, um Andrew, tell me a little bit about about Lars and and Tifo and and how you guys generate funds and and, and sort of all that stuff. Um, so as far as the good on there yeah. we go. Yeah, sorry. Uh, as far as uh, generating money, uh, we do have a nonprofit that we uh, we have that's separate from Lars. Uh, I would like to you know just make sure that everyone knows that it's separate. You don't have to be part of the nonprofit, right? Um, and we do a lot of things through there: fundraising. We do. Um, uh, what's it called? Outreach and you know stuff in the community and things like that. Um, I mean, TIFO and stuff like that is all done through, like, Lars, and that'll all go through the nonprofit, basically. Right. Um, as far as being a part of Lars, uh, you don't have to be part of the nonprofit. You could just show up to Lot 13 or show up, show up in the tail, or show up in the 137, 138. 
You'd be great. You'd be great. Talk about TIFO. I know all of that. That's that's probably the most visible part of your support, um, especially at the beginning of all the LA Galaxy home games. Um, tell me what it takes for you guys to put this stuff together. I know it's a lot of man hours. Um, yeah, and like you said, it's a lot of man hours. It's a lot of volunteer hours. Um, you know, um, most of us in the ACB, I'm pretty sure Riot Squad and Galaxian can tell you that, you know, we have regular jobs that, you know, and lives and <laughs> families and wives and girlfriends, what have you. So um, it all comes down to volunteering, mostly on the weekends. And, you know, it, it we do our very best to get the word out there. And, you know, we try to get as many people as we want, as we can to get out there and help out with TIFO. But, you know, as you say, you know, it's a lot of work, a lot of man hours, you know, preparing, buying supplies and you know, offer a what, you know, two minute display. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's for the team, you know, it's to support right. them, to get them fired up. And it all comes in, you know, it's all worth it at the end, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly is. Andrew, I know you guys uh, in LA Riot Squad do, uh, do TIFO as well. So, I mean, what does that take? Uh, I mean, usually for us, it takes like three or four people to do like three or four days, <laughs> right? Three or Sounds four days right. of work. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's just the time and energy. Um, you know, we have, uh, a lot of people that help out, uh, you know, all over a long period of time. But it would be nice to have more people help out. And you know, <laughs> it, it's like it's always nice. It's like anything. Whenever you're volunteering, um, there's always a core group of people who who do that, and there's people who don't. So I, you know, I understand it. Hey, the more new people you can get into groups and, and do that. I mean, I. I I see all of LA Galaxy fans, and, and I feel like I'm part of whether I have put myself in there or not as part of the LA Galaxy family. And there's this large LA Galaxy family. If you come to the stadium and you follow the team and you're disappointed when they lose and you're happy when they win, I feel like you're, you're part of a, an overall family. But you guys also have family. Yeah, it's like a family within a family. Mm-hmm. I mean, friendships have all been created, lifelong friendships, I'm, I'm Absolutely. guessing, for that. Carlisa, have you, you know, ha- have you got to meet like, people from all over the place and, and you sort of come together as, as this one? Yeah, because um, even our group has a lot of people from Central America, South America. We have a couple of people from England, you know. So it's great that we all have one common goal, and that is we get together and to support the galaxy. And I've been there since the very beginning, so a lot of people may not go anymore, but, you know, through social media we still keep in contact. And, you know, we've gotten to know each other outside of, the main, you know, Galaxy family, we've extended it outside. So it's a great opportunity to, you know, have a good time at a Galaxy game. But um, those friendships, those bonds go beyond that as well. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure some of you have seen different uh, different generations of fans being born. I mean, I know just from the time I've been there, I've seen parents who have, you know, who didn't know each other go to get married, and now they have yeah. kids, and you see their kids in the stands. I mean, this is this is how the game grows and, and through a lot of the supporters' culture. Absolutely. Like, to touch on what Carlissa said, you know, April 13th, 1996, you know, I still remember the date to this very day. You know, my dad and my uncles and family were there, <clears throat> you know, when Kobe Jones scored the first ever goal. It was you're hooked from there from from then you know and i think that the people that we meet and have met through our support respective supporter groups have that same passion have that same goal you know and as you mentioned Josh you know there's a lot of people in the ACB who have met from the ACB who are now in right. relationships who now have children who are about to get married and and it's more than just a family and what people need to understand about supporting supporters groups around the world it's not just a hobby it's a lifestyle it's a culture we live this 24-7 on top of maintaining and balancing right. our personal lives, you know. So, But 
you know, it's it's the life we chose, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we're on the same page there as far as uh, dedicating all your off time to uh, to something that you don't necessarily any, see any monetary return from. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I, you dig yourself a hole, that's fine. I mean, you, you love what you do. It's you, you wouldn't have it in any other way. I understand that. Can you guys have any great like moments? Do you have stuff that just sticks in your mind as a supporters group that you being part of the supporters group, you sit there and say, wow, you know, that was kind of a special day. For me, I'll start, being, being it's my show. Um, I'll, <laughs> I'll start. You. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it, I have the big mic. That's how it works. <laughs> oh. um, yeah. Um, you know, for me, it was really traveling up to San Jose. Now, granted, I flew up to San Jose but bought tickets to sit in the supporters section whenever Mike McGee became goalkeeper. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. I mean, that's just one of those things that you can never predict. And you went up there and, you know, uh, McGee, McGee, McGee is on fire, got born there. Okay. I mean, you know, he's back with the team now, which makes me ecstatic as well, um, if I can fan for a little bit here. <laughs> um, but, you know, what are some of the moments that, you, that sort of stick out? Uh, I'd say MLS Cup 09, uh, going up to Seattle. I drove, actually, yeah. uh, with uh, me and three other friends, um, you know, a packed car. Right. You know, 18, 19 hours of driving or whatever up, <laughs> yes. up there. Yes. Um, you know, that was just, that whole trip was amazing. Like, we had somewhere to stay. We, uh, you know, partied in Seattle for three days straight. Right. I got lost at one point. <laughs> and, uh, all types. Of, I mean, just stuff that you, you'll always remember. The, the away trips. I think the away trips are almost always the, the, the best time Absolutely. that you'll have. Yeah, and, and you know, one of my suggestions is that even if you're not part of these groups and it's an away trip that you want to go on, find somebody who's selling tickets and ask if you can be part of that group because, quite honestly, it gives you a little sense of safety in numbers, which is always nice whenever you go somewhere that yep. maybe you're not wanted. Um, and, you know, it... it sort of adds to that away trip mentality. And like you said, going anywhere away. I was at the at MLS Cup 2009 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember uh, the, the plane ride home. Quite honestly, 2009, I don't know for whatever reason, it's one of my favorite seasons that I've ever been in an LA Galaxy. Uh, you know, uh, Even the way following. it ended? With the way it ended? Even the way it ended. That, the, the, it was oh, heartbreaking, oh, crushing. God. Landon Donovan misses a penalty kick. You knew oh, he was going to miss God. it. From I just I felt, I'm like, he's going to miss this. I know. It's, and I was, I was sort of resigned to the fact. It wasn't as bad as my good buddy who I traveled up to Seattle with whenever he decided to take his plane ride back home he had a stopover in Salt Lake City so he flew from oh, Seattle to oh, Salt Lake brutal. City back to LA so he got to be on a plane full of RSL's it's called poor planning <laughs> poor planning <laughs> it is I blamed him I didn't go that way so it wasn't my fault um, but anyway yeah I mean it's tough but it's the ups and downs isn't Absolutely. it isn't it Ethan I mean that's whenever you yeah, look at it yeah you know it's um, definitely the ups and downs you know when uh, our team wasn't doing so good you know before you know, even when Beckham was here when we're you know not making the playoffs or barely escaping through you know you're still going to be there you know and uh, we know the core of the you know, of our championship days, you know, was coming to an end with Robbie King possibly leaving and, right. you know, Steven Gerrard saying it might be his last season and things like that. So whether we're losing, whether we're winning, whether we tie 10 games in a row, you're still going to be there 100%, you know, right. on the road, at home. And, you know, as I mentioned, it's it's it all comes down to dedication. It all comes down to supporting your colors um, and, you know, like one of our lyrics until the day we die. So that's pretty much what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, it, it up to a certain point, it's almost like a religion. Soccer is. And I can see the Church of Soccer. Uh, yeah. we, we've talked about it many times on the show before, so it doesn't surprise me. Uh, Ethan, tell me a little bit about the Independent Supporters Council, of which I know nothing. <laughs> well, the Independent Supporters Council came into existence a few years back. Um, it pretty much is the supporters groups, not supporters groups, excuse me, supporters groups from all over the MLS, USL. 
um, that come together, that meet once a year. And uh, this past weekend in Chicago, we had a couple of our representatives from the ACB go there. Um, and we come together to talk about everything that, you know, front to back of the, from the league, you know, when it comes to ticketing for away fans and, um, you know, dealing with the front office, whatever issues a particular SG might have with their group. And we bring it up and see how we can come at and, you know, rise against it and, you know, so, so to speak. Um, you know, and they meet once a year, but we, you know, we contact throughout the year. We have our own Facebook page in terms of, you know, what we talk about, we have to get together and, you know, I'm pretty sure it's no secret here that, you know, with the sanctions the ACB faced last season, you know, the right. independent supporters group was a big, big help, you know, I'm pretty sure you saw, you know, supporters groups from Portland and, uh, you know, people just, you know, showing our support, you know, in Orlando from, you know, coast to coast about how it was unfair and unjust what the MLS and the front office did to us. And, you know, it was a big, big win for us, not just for the ACB, but for the Independent Supporters Council, because we are, you know, a passionate group, not just a group of rowdy fans. Right. You right. know, you can take away our drums, you can take away our flags, but you're not going to take away our passion. So that's what it comes down to. So. What 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 exactly were the were the sanctions for? To bring everybody up to up to date, sort of on how that all went down, because I think this is a part that most fans, at least fans that I think listen to the show, don't get. I mean, this is an important part of it. There's things that you're allowed to do. There's things that you're not allowed to do. Um, and then there's some gray areas in between sometimes, and right. and then stuff comes down from the front office, and and you you guys get punished for stuff. Right. I believe the sanctions came down. You know, so long ago, and it was such a headache. Right. That I just I, I try my best to block that out because you know at the end we won we got what we wanted but we got sanctioned uh, and pretty much the MLS came down to the front office of the Galaxy and said you, we're going to take away your drums your flags and uh, you know your uh, streamers for I believe it was a six or first six or eight games of the 2015 season um, so you know everyone was in the uproar obviously you know we were just livid right we right. We, we talked to the FR respective FO and. You know, we try to go up to the MLS, but they couldn't do much about it. I'm just like, okay, you can't do much about it. So, you know, we're going to do we're going to do something about it. And so, what we did the first game of the season. You know, we protested. You know, we had everybody join uh, in an asylum protest for the first half, and you can tell that the um, atmosphere for that first 45 minutes of that first game was just different. Okay. Um, you know, the yes, ACB has been bringing the noise since 2007, and you know when. Uh, we decided to sit down, and for those first 45 minutes, it was completely different. And in the next 45 minutes, with no drums, no flags, no nothing, with our own voices, we still brought the energy. And that's what we wanted to do. And it was a big victory after, you know, three, four games when the front office surprised us and just like, well, guess what? The MLS left through sanctions. Well, great. It was a huge victory. Right. It was a huge victory. Right, right. Well, okay, so now I'm going to ask you some of the questions that I think get asked by most fans because this is uh... – this is a show about fans. We want to make sure everybody's informed, and I'll give you guys a, sort of a chance to, to sort of a- answer these questions. And I'd love to hear all three of your opinions on this first one. This was the one I get asked the most from a perspective of that people don't really understand supporters groups, that's th- that type of thing. Why don't you guys sit together? Why isn't there one unified voice? Why, <laughs> I, I, granted, different sections. Why don't you sit together in one section? Uh, who, who can at least start that? Andrew, go. I'll take I'll take that. <laughs> um, so uh, I think ACB was kind of born out of out of Lars um, somewhat. There, a lot of the members from ACB did sit with Lars for a little while. Um, and uh, it's just a different different style of support. Uh, with Lars, it's it's uh, we're, we don't have a set. Like we're not any particular chance they're going to happen at any particular time. If the ref makes a bad call, we're going to call him on it. If there's right. 
somebody in our corner. We're going to boo him and possibly make him cry. Um, yeah, <laughs> Brian just, go, just, yeah, just try to do as much as possible to, you know, get in the opponent's head, stuff like that. Whereas ACB has more choreographed. Um, they do, uh, you know, longer chants for sure. Uh, we can't hold a chant for longer than like <laughs> a minute and a half for sure. It's all the drinking. Um, yeah, definitely. Yes. <laughs> uh, and the jumping. I mean, if I asked people to jump in my section, I'd get like <laughs> bottles thrown at me um, for sure. But it's, yeah, it's just a different style of support. I mean, I'm sure one day um, having all the supporters groups sit together is actually would actually be beneficial for us. Right. But as of right now, I think uh, keeping us separate is, uh, you know, we've had our issues in the past. I mean, there's, I have no bad blood with, with ACB, but right. um, there are people in their section that don't like us, and there are people in Lars that don't like ACB, and that's just the way it is. And until we get over that uh, as a group, that's it's just going to be the way it is. Carly, so you see the same sort of thing? Is it just that, that it's just a different... It, it's hard to explain. I get it having sat with, I think, each of you, at least at some point, or being near you at each point. I, I get the separation. Um, but it's, it's for me, from, from a perspective of, I sit in the press box and I listen to you guys cheer. I would love it if you guys were all in the same section doing the same cheer, because quite honestly, I I think that the unification of that and granted, you would miss stuff like the cross stadium chant that you would miss that. All right. That would go away for the most part, because it would be very difficult to carry on without a supporters group in one section and the other supporters groups on the other section. So I think it, but Carlisa, do do you sort of get the same feeling that it's just a little bit different well for for me who's been there since the beginning like we were the first there and of course you know in any family in any group you have somebody who kind of wants things to go a different way so they kind of you know how went to kind of like a large thing and then at one point in time when good old lalas was around he tried to put us together right and you know unfortunately that didn't work out very well a uh, lots so... of things didn't work out for alexi lalas <laughs> so just yeah i know i love you alexi it's a but... love hate relationship <laughs> yes so you know then we moved over to ga right so it was just lars in their section and then you know the galaxians went over there um and then there was one particular person in the Galaxians that didn't like the way it was going and it just so happened it was at the same time as kind of ACB was um coming about. Right. So um but a lot of the people now really don't know the big history and you know at this point in time it doesn't need to be hashed out or anything it's like it's in the past. Right. All three groups are here for the same reason and we support each other in a lot of things. Um, and we like to keep it that way. And like, but in any family, there's you know one or two that rub it wrong the wrong way. But we try to keep it just between them. And as a whole group, we're, like I said, we're all on the same page. Right. And we just have all little different styles. It, so. it, it, it makes sense. Uh, Ethan, you, you you sort of have a take on this as well. I'll let you talk about ACB. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, you know, like like Andrew and Calissa just said, you know, it's different styles of support. You know, and. Uh, there's people who have come into our section who definitely want to take a break for, you know, after a chant. And just just that's not the way it works. You know, when we say 90 minutes, we say 90 minutes and we mean 90 minutes. I myself am a capo, so I'm in that box, you know, every game giving my 90 all. And like you said, when it comes to, you know, the exercise that we get, it's because of the passion. But in terms of the different contrast of styles, in terms of supporting, you know, um, you know, it. it we respect what they do, obviously, and like Carlos said, we're here for the team. The team is number right. one. The team is number one. You put that, that's priority. That's the reason why the supporters group came about. So um, when you say unification, like Andrew said, you know, it'd be great one day if, you know, we can unify all of GA or all three supporters groups and, you know, make it, you know, just, you know, sections and sections of just, you know, 
one supporters group, whatever name that might come about. But that's something, you know, something, you know, very far future. But as of right now, you know, it's, I love the atmosphere that we have at Galaxy Games. As you mentioned, the Cross Stadium Channel is something that's just epic, you know, roars back and forth. And, you know, it's something that we love. But like Andrew said, we, you know, we have respect amongst the supporters groups. And there are a few bad apples in each supporters group, you know, but given, you know, it's going to happen, you know, but we try our best to maintain that. But I think the level of respect is there for your supporters group. Well, that, that's sort of my next question for all of you, because you look at uh, we'll talk about the bad apples, because that's the stuff that sort of gets put on the front page all the time. I mean, how do you deal with that? How do you how are you able to police all 200, 300 members of your groups and make sure that everybody's always behaving at, at all times? Uh, well, our group, we have, uh, well, just recently we, we added, uh, a, a black position of sheriff kind of oh, sheriff. <laughs> I like it. All right. Um, you know, someone that's respected and, and that can, you know, get people to stop doing the bad things or whatever it is that they're doing. Right. If a fight breaks out, we want to be the first ones to stop it. Not, no, not, not, have the, not have the yeah. Richards. Yeah. If we can self police ourselves, then which is kind of done it, but if we can do that ourselves, then, um, you know, we didn't, we didn't have any issues with the front office, with security, right. sheriffs, all that stuff. Right, uh, Ethan. Right, um, same thing. Is just the, the hardest thing is policing. You know, over you know, section one twenty one was about what five hundred people, something like that. So, in a, you know, in a good game, we're going to have a packed house, and you know, a lot of people are going to be there. But it does come down to making sure that we try to police ourselves before anything happens. You know, and the last thing we want is for you know the FO to you know punish a group of hundreds for the you know consequences of just one or two people. You know, it's right. tough. They don't understand that. You know, and, you know, they're just doing their job, but we're doing our job, too. And in terms of policing, you know, I think it's um, just a matter of, you know, if you see something going down, say something. You know, we have board members at every game, you know, of the council and the capos, too, who, you know, who right. have the microphone. We can tell people not to do this, not to do that. Don't throw stuff on the pitch, you know, things like that. So um, it's tough, especially when you have those kind of numbers, you know, right. compared to what we were, you know, five years ago right you know 50 compared to you know hundreds now it's it's tough but we do you know we try our best you know carly same uh same question just how, well, do, how do you handle that um even though you know we're smaller groups so it's the same thing as the other two groups you know you always have one or two and you know we try to let everybody know these are the rules those are the do's and don'ts and we try to self-police uh, but sometimes you can't always control the actions of one or two individuals but i know what has helped um, our group, and I'm sure the other groups, is um, we see more support from security. Right. They have our backs more because before it was like us against them, and now it's more on like, you know, if something comes up, we just direct it to them, let them take care of it so we can keep enjoying um, the game and not that, you know, be a deterrence or anything like that. Well, I'm going to say this. It's, it's not unique among supporters groups or, or teams to have multiple supporters groups. I mean, this happens up in Seattle. It happens across all the big clubs. I mean, listen, I'd love if you guys all sat together because I think that the voice that comes from that and the amount of people that comes from it would be great. Um, you'd lose things. Like I said, the cross stadium chant is very important as far as I'm concerned. Even in the press box, I wait for it. I know it's coming. Um, it's very important to the LA Galaxy and what happens, and I'm not sure that happens any other way. Um, but, uh, you know, I would say this, that if you travel away, most of the times everybody gets shoved into the same section. Right. Uh, you can see it. You can see it. You can see it work, and that's that's the good part, parts, especially whenever you're traveling away. Maybe it's us against them mentality that helps bring that all together. But I, I'd love for it eventually for you guys all to be in the same section, and I think that can happen. Um, one of the questions, or at least one of the comments that I get all the time, is that uh, that you guys are difficult to approach 
uh, difficult to, to, to join into and that maybe you guys are more clicky than, than people would like. I, I throw that out there only so that way you guys can at least answer the question. I'm not making accusations, but I'd like you guys to have all this information. And for people who are maybe a little hesitant to come join you guys, how do you, how do you answer that? Andrew, why don't you start? Uh, we have a uh, chair uh, in our nonprofit, but it's also you know, part of the group, um, who is dedicated to that. His name is Victor Montez. Uh, his whole job is to go around and pass out beer to people who are new and greet people who are new. Um, I do too, as like a, you know one of the more recognizable. I'm a capo, so one of the more recognizable people. Uh, I like to go and you know say hi, say right. hi to new people, people who are in our section for the first time, or people in our tailgate. Um, I, I try to try to be as you know as nice as possible. Right. Um, and you know everybody else, I think is you know also pretty friendly. I don't think we're uh, not approachable. I like to disagree with that. Oh, I, I, and that's fine. I, I understand it. It certainly is. I, I will say that I think for anybody, and whenever I started the podcast and first tried to interact with either of the groups, it's difficult because I'm one person and I'm interacting with a group of 50 or 100 or 30. I mean, regardless of that fact, that's intimidating. And so I think that's the first step. Um, Ethan, what do, you, what do you sort of say to, to my concerns there? Yeah, you know, it's something that's definitely been brought up to us, you know, how some the ACB can, can be intimidating in regards to that, but I don't see how. Um, I remember when I first joined, you know, I literally met up the ACB group of like 20 people at some random bar in Wilmington and they welcomed me with open arms. And from there right. was a match made in heaven. And, you know, here I am, you know, representing the probably one of the finest supporters groups in all of America. Um, but I just think it comes down to what people make of it, you know, right, um, right. As again, it comes down to that word intimidation, but we're always welcoming. You know, Lot 13, we have people come up to us all the time who want to buy, you know, a membership or a merch and things like that. And But the thing is just that they have to understand that we're people too. Right, <laughs> you know? right. We're, 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 we're here to do one thing and one thing only to support the galaxy. So and when it comes down to it's what makes it what people make of it, people are going to say what they want to say. You can't control right, that. Right. But, you know, if anybody's out there listening, just know that everyone and anyone is welcome into Lot 13 and Section 121. Yeah. Carly, so what do you, what do you, what do you say to that? Um, I mean, I kind of disagree a little bit because I don't think we're intimidated because we're in Lot 10 and it's like, you know, an open area. And if people want to be in that area, we're like, sure, come on in, you know, uh, you know, BYO, you know, B kind of thing, right. potluck. So, um when everybody tries to come in, you know, we introduce ourselves or we'll say, hey, this is my friend that I came or, right. you know, we tell people, you know, mention my name or somebody else so that we know. So, you know, try to let make it, let, you know, not as stressful to try to come in. But basically you come in and, you know, you're our friend. We're, we're friendly. Every All three groups. I think right. are very friendly. All right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, listen, you, you can you can find it. And I will say in my experience, I found uh, sometimes some of these groups be very helpful whenever I've gone to them. And sometimes it hasn't worked out the way that I wanted to. That's again, it, it's it's up to everybody. I'm not saying that if you're an L.A. Galaxy fan, you have to be a supporter because I don't think it fits everybody. Um, it doesn't. It's, it's certainly a different lifestyle. If I did it, I certainly would be in better shape. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know that it necessarily fits, you know, exactly how I support the L.A. Galaxy. And I'm not making anybody. Uh, do that. But I want you guys to have the information, at least know these people. Um, There's some really good people. These are people who dedicate a ton of time to the LA Galaxy on a regular basis. More time than you think you have. I know you have kids. I know you have you know friends. I know you have a life. I, I have all that stuff too. 
Um, I push it all into this podcast, but these guys do the same thing with uh, the supporters. So let's get, before we sort of wrap up this, we got about 10 minutes left in this segment, and then I want to take a break, and then we're going to bring uh, Sid Patel from the LA Galaxy front office on, who gets to deal with these guys. I want to know the challenges that you deal with the front office, because I know they're not always easy it's with the LA Galaxy. Um, most of the time, my interaction with the LA Galaxy front office is through the PR department, and for the most part, we have a wonderful relationship. So, um, you know, we're still always, you always bump heads up to a certain point with everybody. So, Andrew, what are some of the biggest challenges you face with the front office and dealing with them? Uh, One of these days, I'm going to remember to unmute your mic every time, Andrew. I'm sorry. It's, yeah, I'm just going to leave it on. Go ahead. Um, I think the hardest part, uh, you know, up until about three or four years ago, that they just didn't understand supporters at all like they just didn't get it right like they just don't understand the concept of people that are going to come and chant and like they just it just it was foreign to them and i understand you know, i get that you know they're in the business of sports they're not in the business of support you know but um uh in, until recently we've had uh and until recently we had uh, a supporters liaison you know right. like a like somebody who's going to be from the front office that we can talk to whatever that would sit now it's mike gasparo um you know they're, they're uh people that are dedicated Kind of to us uh, in the front office, which is helpful, which is a lot of a lot of help. Um, I mean, now I think the biggest—it's always baby steps. You know, right. we used to be bringing drums was a no-no, and now we got that passed. And then yep. it was you oh, have capo stands, I right? Capo stand, yeah. Right. Uh, you know, all types of streamers was a problem. Now it's okay. I think now the biggest thing is smoke. Right. Um, that Absolutely. is a league. Yeah. The league wants to control that, and uh, you know we're not exactly uh, a fan, of, to a fan of the, the the league controlling anything. I'm sure. Yeah, and and they want to charge something crazy with the smoke that they provide, and it's like now this is that cult, totally defeats the purpose. They don't they don't get that. So right, I think now our biggest problem is more the league still not understanding it as opposed to our front office. Our front office kind of gets is starting to get it. Right. So it's shifted a little bit. Ethan, what what do you think? Uh, you mimic some of that, I'm sure. Yeah, it's definitely become a little bit more lenient. You know, I, I can remember tons of tons of battles we used to have with security in the front office when, in our infancy for the ACB. Um, it has gone a lot better. Obviously, you know, there's always room for improvement. And like Andrew touched upon, it's, you know, they have to understand that we're in the <clears throat> in the business of supporting, you know. Like, this is a supporters group. This is what we do. You know, if you're a soccer fan, you see what soccer fans do around the world, in South America and Europe. That's what we're all about. Um, so, you know, it has gone a lot better and I hope that definitely, you know, 2016 and on, you know, we can definitely keep improving on these things that we want, you know, as a supporters group. Right, right, right. Carly, so what do you see? Well, I've definitely seen since I've been there since the beginning up until now, <laughs> right. big shifts. Right. I mean, when Doug Hamilton was with us, I mean, basically he's like, what do you guys need? What do you guys want? We're here for you. Unfortunately, the Lala years... <laughs> were a lot different. Right. And then once, you know, um, Bruce came in and other people and, um, you know, like Mike and Sid, then I started seeing the shift again as to what can we do for you? How can we help you? We're here for you. And, you know, there was a big wall set up and then little by little it's been chipping down. Uh, we all have our little issues to deal with, you know, but um, the front office is more with the supporters groups now than it was right. a couple years ago. It started off really great. There's that little bump, but we're going back to how it was at the very beginning. Well, Carly, so I'll stay with you. Let's talk about this upcoming LA Galaxy 2016 season, what you have planned for the group, and then also what you see from the team. Um, basically, for the group, as we want to uh, continue going as we have been in the past couple of years, we want to get more people out there chanting with us and as you know, supporting the team. And I have high hopes for the team. 
I mean, last year we had a good team. This year we have a good team with some changes um, that have been made. Um, great to have Mike McGee back. I think that'll be a huge for um, a lot of the LA Galaxy fans and for him too. You know, I'm glad um, that De La Garza is still with us. Right. Um, and some other players as well. You know, with the goalkeeper, um, even though we used to tease him when he was with, you know, Chivas, I think he'll be a good asset to the team. Yeah, no, no, I, I certainly understand it. It's, it's a lot of changing pieces. Ethan, what do you guys have planned for 2016? Uh, what do you think of this team? Uh, well, the ACB, you know, we're always trying to get bigger and better every year, you know, and, um, you know, the big away game that we're targeting is, you know, Santos away for the CCL coming up in March, you know. So if anybody wants to join for that, we have a good group of people going representing the ACB and the Galaxy. So hop on our social media and you can re- get more about it. Um, but, you know, we're not going to be sanctioned this year. So <laughs> we're going to be starting <laughs> off, you know, March 6, 2016 with right. all of our drums and flares. Not flares. Oh, I wish flares. Um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and streamers and everything, you know. So it's gonna we're going to start off on the right foot and hopefully the team does too. You know, it's a lot of changes. You know, Omar and Juninho leaving, you know, it hurt. But we understand that change and, you know, we – and Bruce, we trust, you know. That's what we keep saying to ourselves. And so – you know, whether he brings in, you know, Ashley Cole and, you know, Van Dam, I don't care who he brings as long as they, you know, produce on the field and bring us another trophy. You know, we want that CCL. We want that six stars. So when it comes down to it, it's all about winning. You know, nothing yeah. else matters. Yeah. Andrew, what do you guys have planned at uh, LA Riot Squad? Uh, like you mentioned earlier, this is our 15th year. So uh, our home opener, we are going to be throwing a Quincinetta. Yes. Um, very good. You said you were going to wear a dress. I, I might heard. wear a dress. <laughs> right. I, I might come as a drunk uncle, though. <laughs> so it, it all depends. Um, if I can find the material for the dress, I'll make it for you. Right. OK, yeah. good. All right. Um, I mean, as far as the team goes, uh, you know, like, yeah, like you said, and Bruce, we trust. I, I trust Bruce. Um, this is uh, of, of what we're supposed to sign. This is a very win now team. It's kind right. of an older team. Uh, right. I've heard somewhere online that if we get the players that we get, it will be the oldest team in MLS history. Okay, ever Good. nice, which right. is uh, not, not nice. Not, but, uh, <laughs> right. Hey, hey! If you if ultimately it's an MLS Cup at the end, then the yeah, LA Galaxy yeah. just um, get another record and another cup. Experience. I'm all about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> experience. It's not not just old, but you know, I, I I'm you know I'll be there. Whether we win or lose or whatever happens, we'll be, we'll be there. All right. Well, I want to give everybody a chance to sort of uh, give your social media tags, where you're at, um, where we can find you, uh, that type of thing, how you can get in contact if you're interested in joining you guys. So, Carly, why don't you start with Matt? Um, we're on Facebook um, and also on Twitter and, uh, of course, to the Galaxy website. Um, there's info there. And, of course, there's always Sid Patel and Mike Gasparro. Right, right. At Galaxians is the Twitter handle. If you're, uh, if you're looking to join the Galaxians, you can get in touch with them there. That's where I find them on Twitter as well. So uh, that's the best place. All right. Um, let's go ahead. Ethan, why don't you tell us a little about ACB, where we can find you guys. Absolutely. We're on, you know, all the facets of uh, social media, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. So just hit us up there. Um, we also have our website, angelcitybrigade.net, Angel so okay. you can find my information there, merch, uh, ticket information for our, sh- uh, for our games, and, you know, it's, uh, it's all there. All right, that's good. And uh, at AC Brigade on Twitter, if you're looking for them uh, straight up. I know we have a lot of Twitter followers who are listening, so at AC Brigade is where you can find them. Andrew, tell us about Lars. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, at LA Riot Squad. Uh, we also have LARiotSquad.org. Uh, is our website where you can find tickets, uh, general information, and uh, pretty much all the contact information you need. All right, so there you go. All right, so I hope that I've done a little bit of a of a decent enough job 
trying to tell you a little bit about these supporters groups. Actually, I hope I stayed out of the way enough to let them tell you themselves. Um, I certainly want to appreciate everybody stopping by. It's been uh, it's been great for that. We're going to go ahead and take a break. Uh, whenever I come back, I'm going to be joined by front office man Sid Patel. He's going to talk a little bit about some of the challenges he faces dealing with the supporters groups as well as answer some of the questions I think that we've po- posed or at least uh, brought up with the with the supporters group. So um, please don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, and we'll be right back. Breathing in the noise, the struggles like an open mouth without a voice. So here's to you and I, canary down the mine. That's all this was, a warning sign, a warning sign. Ready for some more Corner of the Galaxy? Don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hey, this is Chris. This is Eddie. This is Jason. And we're from Backlot of Memory, and you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy, short corner on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Kessman here with you once again now, joined in studio. He's been listening off to the side. I think he's been paying attention. We're going to see. We're joined by front office man, senior manager of supporter relations and fan development, Sid Patel. Sid, thanks for uh, thanks for stopping by, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Josh. Yeah, I know. I know we've been going over a whole bunch of stuff. We've been talking. You and I have known each other now for for quite a while since the podcast really started. That is correct. I've I've been with the club since '07, and you. I met you in 2008. So uh, we've formed a relationship since. I was probably 20, 21 years old That's at that right. point. So. Right. Yeah, we're both old now. Yep. So that, 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 that happened as well. But Sid, I wanted to sort of bring you in to get a little bit behind the scenes, understand what you do with the LA Galaxy as far as how you interact with the uh, supporters groups, because I know that's your, uh, your main job now, and also understand what the rest of this title means. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's not just me that interact with uh, our supporter groups. It's uh, Michael Gasparo, who uh, works with them on a day-to-day alongside me. Um, it's our security staff at StubHub Center that's um, heavily involved, and um, th- there's a large group from our marketing team to our foundation and um, all the way through our game presentation team. But uh, my role essentially is to um, work with Mike Esparo uh, to um, help oversee the day-to-day and um, manage what their needs are with the club and be that liaison between all the different departments and uh, at the Galaxy, to uh, whether it's putting together a TIFO and making sure that... Um, we're able to uh, accommodate their needs, right? And whether it's making sure they know that what foundation events are occurring or w- what our marketing campaigns are, there all three of these groups are passionate, passionate groups when it comes to the galaxy. And um, I think managing that passion on a day to day and um, communicating with them on a day to day is very important. Um, a lot of them have full time jobs, but I would bet that they're emailing me or calling me uh, once or twice a day while at work. So right. um, it's managing those needs and making sure that, you know, while what their vision is for their group is 
um, being accommodated to by the front office. Right. And, and what are some of the issues that, that you have to look at from the front office side that maybe the supporters groups don't look at? What are some of the things that you have to police? Because, I mean, obviously that is part of your job. Well, we're, well, our our issues are, I mean, we don't really have any issues with the groups, but um, at the end of the day, we are a business and we're liable to uh, anything that can happen um, right. at, at the building. I mean, if you look at it from a perspective, imagine the Galaxy was uh, a movie theater. You, you, you go in there, you can't just break the rules and be be smoking or light a smoke bomb in a movie theater. And, right. and we are we are a business at the end of the day. And it's finding that balance of what the supporter culture is alongside what we need. Um, I, I think all three groups, they, they did a great job of talking about who they are, what they need, and their challenge with the front office. They probably could have smoked me a little bit more, but they didn't. Um, so <laughs> it, I appreciate that. It was because they were, you were sitting right yeah. here. It, it, it was No, no. I mean, I, I, it seems to me, and, and granted, before we even started this podcast, everybody came in early. I was able to talk to everybody before we even started. It seems like everybody gets along. I mean, that seems like that's the, the base point. Everybody does get along. Absolutely. Uh, we meet with, so I don't know if um, members within the groups know, but we meet with the leadership from all three groups about once every three months. Uh, we used to do it collectively once a month. I think we would change that because each supporter group is different, as they talked about. And, right. Um, we meet whether it's on a conference call or they like to go to breweries, so we tend to go down to Phantom Carriage quite a bit for meetings, but we meet and talk about anything from team updates to season ticket numbers to um, away travel, budget, foundation events, um, to whatever else is going on in their world right now, they're going through elections. So uh, I think that that's something that I'm waiting to um, hear about from the riot squad. I know the ACB just finished theirs and um, working with those people is important. Developing relationships with the individuals within leadership groups is so, so important to what the front office um, needs from them. I think right. that's the w one thing we can't control is who's going to be part of that leadership group. But overall, I think, all three groups are in a very healthy position when it comes to their leadership group. They have a passionate group that's that communicates with the front office, that understands that balance of the supporter culture versus what um, the front office needs, and uh, I, I think that's uh, we're in a, we're in a healthy spot. Well, what is some of the some of the coordination? You have to do some coordination with uh, a, a w other teams as far as away tickets and that type of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it, well, to be fair, I think the, the Riot Squad and uh, the Glaxons and ACB have. Um, someone that's also in charge of away travel, and they do a good job of coordinating that. Um, we're involved in putting together the security plan. Um, the ticketing generally is done through their websites, and they order the tickets through the respective front office. Um, one thing we're going to change, and I don't know if Andrew or Ethan and uh, Carlisa know this yet, but we're going to help a little bit more with away travel. Um, I think where our, our goal is to um, have three away matches that we um, support on ticketing, where we can encourage people to travel. Uh, sitting earlier with the three of them, we talked about how important away travel is, and right. um, some of the best memories were, you know, going to 2009 MLS Cup, which we lost, which was a heartbreaker. But right. being in the being at uh, this Hawks Nest beforehand, and seeing that bar packed with Galaxy fans, where it was ear to ear, just LA Galaxy chanting. That, that that's what we want to create. Um, I think we're going to highlight the Portland away game this summer. Obviously, San Jose and um, New York City FC is. Um, support or where the front offices are going to support um, the travel by purchasing the tickets and um, encouraging people to or encouraging people to attend those games and be part of that experience because once you travel on the road you, you're gonna you're gonna fall in love with each one of these groups fall in love with the galaxy respectively and um, I, I think that makes it easier for us to develop a lifelong fan.
Yeah, no, it, it certainly is a unique experience. If LA Galaxy fans, if you haven't traveled for any game, then you're missing out on what I consider one of the key uh, soccer experiences. And if you can hook up with these clubs, again, we talked about safety numbers. It makes you feel a little bit better. There's people who are all cheering for the same club. That's an, that's an important part of this. So it's something that I definitely think people should uh, should take advantage of. And if you said that the club is going to get behind supporting some of those away games, I mean, that that can only be a good thing. Um, how do you go about you know solving some of these, uh, we won't call them disputes, but just issues that you guys have. Obviously, there's stuff that they want to do that the front office isn't yet willing to let happen, or at least there's some issues as far as insurance liability. I understand that. I mean, I don't want you guys lighting flares off in my office either. So, I mean, th- there's there's a certain amount of that. But how do you go about this? What is the process? Yeah, I, th- that's a great question. I mean, we would love to be able to do everything possible um, to help encourage supporter culture in our stadium. I, all three of them alluded to, you know, things have been changing. Things have been gotten, getting easier over the last three, four years. And um, you know, we want that atmosphere, and I, I think we, we have we have one of the best atmospheres in the MLS at this point. I mean, my favorite moment at each game is that back and forth LA Galaxy chant um, across the stadium, and uh, it, it's working with them to find out what they want, and then Mike and I will go back and sit with the respective departments, whether it is marketing or security, the StubHub Center, and figuring out a way to make it work. I mean, I think one of the hot buttons right now is smoke across uh, across the stadium. You know, we've been doing it for years, and um, we, you know, we, we did it. And the reality is, is we, we weren't following the law with a fire marshal. And I think that's our biggest, uh, that, that's our biggest, um, hang up right now is we need to find a way to make it work within the law of Southern California. Right. We, we just can't go around breaking that. We're, we are a business. We're liable to that. Um, and we have to follow that procedure. And right now we've, we've having some conversations about different ways to do it. I can't guarantee and sit there and say, yes, we're going to have it this year. Would love to do it, but um, according to the rules that are in place regarding smoke, um, the StubHub Center and the Galaxy are not able to provide that for our supporter groups at this point. Right, right, and that, that's one of the big, uh, I think it's always one of the most contentious issues across, like you said, across the league. There are there are supporters groups in, in different places and different venues, and you have to understand that uh, a lot of that is site-specific as far as what they're going to be allowed to do, but, you know, it's it's one of those things. I know that uh, the supporters groups have talked about it. They want to do it, um, and it's one of the things I think you're trying to support, so I, I think that's a good thing. It, it really adds to the atmosphere. The ultimate goal from the front office is that you're allowing these groups to be part of that atmosphere, right? Absolutely. I mean, I think they drive the atmosphere overall, and to just to be transparent, they drive the atmosphere um, I, I, they, uh, them, along with our season ticket members, are a big part of it. The people that understand the culture and the environment that we're trying to create, um, it, it's led by them. Um, you know, the not, 90 minutes nonstop chanting from the ACB and Glaxons to the far corner all the way to um, the procession when the first thing you hear is the riot squad yelling at the opposing team. It, it's a big part of it. And, um, you know, we're here to listen to their needs and hopefully um, work with them to uh, apply those needs uh, in the stadium. Right. No, and and it's a huge part. Again, uh, just because I sit in the press box doesn't mean that I don't I don't hear everything that goes on in the stadium. And these groups obviously are a huge part of that. And I'll tell you, whenever I go up to Seattle and sit in that glass box of a press box and don't hear anything basically out of the fans because um, I'm in the glass box, it's a different atmosphere altogether. So uh, these guys are the soundtrack, and I think that's something that Sid, you guys have helped uh, sort of support and and do. And so. I think that's a great one. Um, what do you see as as the future for supporters groups? Are there other supporters groups that are possibly on the edge of uh, of becoming supporters groups with the LA Galaxy front office? Well, we've had conversations with other groups um, over the years. Last four or five years, people have approached us about you know starting a group. I think what we want to do is make sure that it 
or whoever wants to start a supporter group out there, you have a relationship with the front office. Anyone can come in and be a fan, and you can bring 30 or 40 people and sit in a section, stand and cheer. And um, I, I think that's possible in any section of the stadium. But right. being a supporter group, the difference is that relationship with the front office. They have supporter exemptions. Not every fan's allowed to bring in a flag into our building, and we work with them to develop those. I think we used to have restrictions on them in the past, but uh, at this point, it's let us know what you need, and we'll find a way to get it in as long as it's not smoke, <laughs> right. but um, it, it, it's, it is about these three groups right now. I, I don't think there's many groups that have approached us in the past that want to differentiate themselves that are going to be different. It, it's If you're a new group, why aren't you sitting with Lars? Why aren't you sitting with the Galaxians or ACB? Well, what is that makes you different? And right now, I, I don't think many people think about bringing in a new support, supporter group because they look at the options and they're all different and they're all great options. So it, you go and you test out and you fall in love with it. And that's what we want people to do. I, it, these are three marquee groups. And um, I, I can tell you that they're, they're three of the best groups in the league. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I'm certainly biased whenever it comes to, uh, to who I like and, and how it goes. So I understand that and, and how it goes. Um, you know, bottom line is, Sid, it seems like the front office is certainly behind these guys and, and what they want to do. Um, you know, is there anything else that you sort of want to bring up uh, before we, uh, we get on out of here? Because we're just about out of time. Yeah, I think overall for, for me um, and our, our, the Galaxy front office, our vision is to continue to support these, uh, these three groups. Um, if it's not just in stadium, not just at home games. Um, it's the stuff that they do outside of um, our matches. They're the ones that are wearing Galaxy um, Galaxy merch throughout the city. They're the ones that, for you guys don't know, that work with our foundation, Hand in Hand, the Galaxians, um, help put together our toy, toy drive. The ACB um, have volunteered at various events throughout the season, and um, you know they, they're all nonprofits that are looking to raise funds. And the Ride Squad did a a great thing in December, um, which was a clinic and playing a soccer game with our Special Olympic or the LA Galaxy Special Olympics team. Right. Um, it, they do a lot more than just come out and chant and look to light up smoke or whatever that is it, or drink beers in Andrew's case. Um, <laughs> they're a part of our community and they represent the club and they represent it to, to the fullest. Well, well, it's great news. Uh, Sid, I certainly want to thank you for stopping by. I know you're a busy man. You got to sit here through most of the show and listen to these guys talk. Um, but I, I wanted to thank you for coming on and also uh, thank you for being one of the first person uh, to ever recognize me as a podcast person. So <laughs> it, was, it, it was always fun, and uh, you've been a good friend for that, and I certainly appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you uh, to the three groups for showing up. Yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of great. All right, so remember... LA Riot Squad has been in the house here. Galaxians, uh, Angel City Brigade, they're all here. Go on Twitter, search them out, at Galaxians, at LA Riot Squad, at AC Brigade on Twitter. Find them. If you're interested in this, start talking to them, figure it out. Uh, ways that you can get in contact with them are all available through social media, so please do that. Sid, uh, again, thanks so much for coming on, man. Certainly appreciate it, and I know we'll be uh, we'll be talking again in the future. All right, all right, that's gonna do it for this show. We're done for this one. It was a great job. I want to thank everybody again for coming in. Um, a lot of time is dedicated to coming into the show and, and sitting down and talking with me. So I appreciate everybody stopping by. La Riot Squad, Angel City Brigade, Galaxians. You guys all have been great. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll certainly have you on again. All right, that does it for me. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy, short corner on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We have a bunch more shows coming up this week, one on Tuesday live, so make sure you check that out. Go to our Twitter feed. You can find all that information there. Other than that, I'm done. I'm out of here. It's been a good Sunday. I thank you guys for joining us. Remember, you can catch all of our shows live. Cornerofthegalaxy.com forward slash live is where you can find us, all right? 
You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy Short Corner on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Please go find these back pocket memory guys. Download that brand new album, Victory and Empire, off of iTunes. For everybody here at Corner of the Galaxy, have a great day. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy Short Corner Edition on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of Backfield.com. Backfield.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at Backfield.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you here again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.